0: proving we don't need corporations. We don't need money. This can become a commune where everyone just helps each
1: other. Yeah, we'll have one guy who, like, who like makes bread. And one guy who, like, looks out for other people's safety. You mean like a baker and a cop? No, no. Can't you
0: imagine a place where people live together and, like, provide services for each other in exchange for their services? Yeah, it's called a town. You kids just haven't been to college yet. But just you wait. This thing is about to get huge. I am live. It's the Savage Nation. That was a uh, South Park episode Uh. You know, it's a parody, in a way, done years ago of what's going on in uh, Seattle stand right now. Some are calling it Antifa stand. These are such pathetic losers. It's beyond comprehension. These losers who have taken over an entire seven-block area of Seattle are now running out of clothing and uh, things. And they put out a supplies need list. I, I wonder if Bill Gates... We'll send a truck down, one of the other do-gooders hiding out in their mansions out there uh, in the islands of uh, Washington State. But apparently the scum who have taken over downtown Seattle, and I don't understand why the president doesn't do anything about it. I realize the governor is sold out. I realize the mayor is a sold-out lunatic who belongs in a mental hospital and a prison at the same time. But if we don't stop this in Seattle, the copycat lunatics in Portland, San Francisco, and other places will do exactly the same thing. So what these dopes are asking for is almost laughable. It's, it's better than a parody. Here's their supplies list. We put it up for you on michaelsavage.com. They need clothes. They need male pants, large male T-shirts, belts, men's shoes. They need ice Cigarettes, then some more unadded plus lighters. Apparently, not just cigarettes. They can't, they can't start a fire with rocks to light their cigarettes. They need lanterns plus flashlights plus headlamps. I guess they could break into the additional houses that haven't been broken into yet at night. They're asking for Gatorade plus electrolyte powder, backpacks, reusable bags, tents, sleeping pads, pillows, tarps, track phone minutes card. Bill Gates, are you listening? They need body lotion. Now, why would they need body lotion? They need shoes. I mean, how racist can you get? What do they need shoes for? They need bedding and comforters in the gutter. Zip ties, I guess, to uh, get the rape victims tied down. Uh, Apparently, the uh, the police are saying they can't respond to calls for rape in the autonomous zone. But they need zip ties so they can go out into the suburbs and get more, more girls. Folding chairs, laundry bags, personal. I don't know what personal is. Personal items body wash disinfected and sunglasses i don't know why they want body wash for isn't it natural to stink isn't that what there's a natural thing we hear that the seattle police chief is reporting the cops not able to respond to rapes robberies due to autonomous zone well why should they respond uh, you know i've been thinking about this at first i got very upset like everyone in america saying why doesn't trump send in you know the 82nd airborne and clean this up in five seconds because that's what they want him to do don't you understand that it's probably George Soros, the National Lawyers Guild, the ACLU, and the Joe Biden campaign strategists who are behind this. What they're trying to do, in my estimation, is provoke Trump into a military action. And the smartest thing Trump could do is ignore these vermin, because they're going to implode on themselves. They're going to start beating each other up. They're going to start killing each other. They're going to rape the girls that they get their hands on if they haven't done so already, because the police are saying they're getting reports of rapes. This is beyond uh, something that the president should respond to. It's beneath him. It's up to the Seattle mayor, who's a useless idiot. The governor is a sold-out useless idiot. You know, in my opinion, in the ideal world, this wouldn't happen. But it is happening. And Trump should not be baited into sending in the Marines at all or the 82nd Airborne. We all know, having watched our incredible military in action, in the toughest places on earth, we're talking about Syria, we're talking about Iraq, we're talking about Afghanistan. You're talking about a platoon of special forces could go in there and clean this up in probably less than 10 minutes. One platoon, one platoon of special forces, special ops, could go in and clean these scum out in less than 10 minutes, but they're not doing it. Now, why are they not doing it? Because there's no need for it. Let them implode on themselves. Let the world see what they really are. The stupid college girls, the brainwashed college boys, and of course the violent Black Lives Matter activists who are behind this, whose strings are being pulled by those who fund them. That's one man's opinion. I realize it's uh, controversial to have an opinion that goes against the grain of the liberal media, but that's, I suppose, what... The First Amendment is about now we have a list from Seattle of uh, the demands of the collective collective black voices at Free Capitol Hill to the government of Seattle, Washington. The demands of the collective black voices. It's too long for me to bore you with it. And uh, I'll read some of the top things that they want. Let's see. They want to demand this. We demand that we demand the decriminalization of this. We demand that. Boy, they really worked hard. That's why they need flashlights in the tents. Let's see. We demand release any prisoner currently serving time for a marijuana-related offense and expunge the related conviction. All right. Well, that's fine. That'll be great. Prisoners every time be given full and of the right to vote. Okay. Sure, we need that. End uh, the, and the prosecutorial immunity for police officers demand the abolition of imprisonment. Generally speaking, listen to this one. Here's a very literate one from one of the girls who wrote it for, for them. Uh, after an all-night uh, Bacchanal there. We demand the abolition of imprisonment, generally speaking, but especially the abolition of both youth prisons and privately owned for-profit prisons. That must have taken five hours of a collective consciousness there. Uh, we demand autonomy be given to the people to create localized anti-crime systems. Turn it over to the Crips and the Bloods. They'll be glad to do that. We demand justice for those who have been sexually harassed or abused by the Seattle Police Department. How about sexually harassed or abused in your your autonomous zone? And then they add other things. Uh, We demand the de-gentrification of Seattle. Now, what does that mean? Throw people out who are paying rent? We demand the restoration of city funding for arts and culture? (laughs) To reestablish the once rich local cultural identity of Seattle? You destroyed it, you scum vermin, you! You destroy the city, you filthy rats, you. You vermin, you vermin, You, I can't do this. I can't take it. It gets even more racist now. We demand that hospitals and care facilities of Seattle employ black doctors and nurses to care for black patients. Now, if that's not the most racist, insulting thing I have ever seen in my entire life, I don't know what could be. We demand the hospitals and care facilities of Seattle employ black doctors and nurses specifically to help care for black patients. How do Asian doctors and nurses, white doctors and nurses, Hispanic doctors and nurses feel about being spit upon by these vermin? How do you feel about these rat bums demanding apartheid in the United States of America in the year 2020? They want segregation, not integration, and they want apartheid in the United States of America. Can you believe this? It gets better. It gets even better. Uh, history of black and Native Americans, uh, thorough anti It's not enough black history month for a month that we have to be beaten about the head and neck for one straight month. What do you want, a 12 months a year? Uh, we had removal any old monuments, blah, blah, blah. Well, you get the picture of what's going on. And, of course, our instincts are for a strong leader to step in and stop this uh, racism and anarchy. But, again, I'm pretty sure that it's the uh, Biden Democrat machine, along with funding by the known conspirators, to bait Trump into sending in the military. The smartest thing Trump could do is send in nobody. By the way, President Trump has just confirmed that he will be, through his spokespeople, through his spokespeople, Trump Live on Monday Savage Radio Show. We just got confirmation on that. He's very busy. And I have, believe me, I have questions for him. It's not going to be a love fest. Now, I, I tweeted before that Bolton, exclamation point. Recall I warned Trump to avoid him, said he was a snake at Mar-a-Lago December 2016. Now, you know that there are hosts that I detest in the business who are nothing but con men who cashed in on the conservative movement. And uh, they're big fans of, uh, of Bolton. You know that. You know that. I know that. They supported Bolton. I never did. They're neocons posing as, as conservatives. I try to warn Trump to watch out for Bolton. Do you remember the story I told you? Raise your hand if you do. Some of you loyalists do. I was uh, at Mar-a-Lago, December 2016, shortly after the election, you know, and um, I was invited over to the president's table there, sat down. He asked the other people to leave and he offered me some ice cream. It was the ice cream summit that preceded the hot dog summit by two years. So Michael Savage and the president of the United States of America had an ice cream summit. And during which Bolton was circling the, the buffet like from a distance. He was in the far outer perimeter of Mar-a-Lago. You could see the mustache everywhere circling like in a South Park show. And the president looked at me and said, what do you think of John Bolton? I said, avoid him. He got us into Iraq. He's a liar and a snake. He'll undermine you. He just strikes. See, this is how Donald Trump works. He asks people that he trusts their opinion on things, and then he makes up his own mind. Well, apparently he, didn't take, he did not take my advice. He hired Bolton, and now Bolton's putting out a book next week that stabs him in the back. What can I tell you? Uh, I do see things pretty clearly. I see things as they are. Uh, I I see that because I told you I'm an immigrant son. I also have had a number of decades of thinking about and observing life. I've been around the block many, many times. And I can read people, especially politically. I'm I'm rarely wrong in politics. I've rarely been wrong. And when I have been wrong, I've admitted it. And I don't know how many times I've been wrong. But I will tell you I was not wrong about Bolton. Prior to that, I texted, uh, rather, tweeted, Seattle succumbs to scum. That was quite simple, 18 hours ago, and that received a lot of uh, attention. I personally think that the president is being undermined by people within. I'll tell you that again. I'm going to say it right, right to you, the audience, whether that'll cause them to pull him from the show Monday, I don't know. But I'm seeing that there's rumblings that they should get rid of the campaign manager, this guy, Brad Pascal. I never met him, don't know him. Uh, I don't know anything about him, but I will tell you this. Who put Donald Trump on Harris Faulkner's show today on Fox News? Because whoever did it set him up for a fall. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Did you see that interview? Did you hear about that interview? What did you expect her to do? Tell me what you expected her to do. She stabbed the president a thousand different ways. I never liked her. I think she's a no good broadcaster. I don't think she has any talent. I don't think she has any depth. Why would they have sent him on her show jim can you answer that unless they wanted him to stumble and fall okay why i don't know the answer other than there are people within his own administration who are you know they're just quizzlings. how how can i put it any other way 855 407 Now i can ask you i can ask you what you would do or should the president send in the marines to take back the seven square blocks of Seattle. But I told you, I thought about this. I burned for two days looking at these vermin. I looked at it for two days and I was angry. I didn't know where the strong leadership was. I got mad at Trump. Why isn't he doing anything? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized is you should let that filth rot in its own, in its own filth. Let the filth become uh, uh, what it is. They are going to start to beat each other up. They're already rumblings of them fighting the blacks fighting with the white communists over power and over things. Let them fight amongst themselves and let the world see who they really are. The best thing Trump could do with regard to these morons is ignore them. It is a lawless state. It's a lawless city, just as is Portland, Oregon, just as is San Francisco, just as is Los Angeles, just as is New York, just as is is Chicago, Every sanctuary city in America is a lawless cesspool. At least that's one man's opinion. Now, this is an open mic-to-mic Friday show on the Savage Nation. And if you're listening to the show on the stream rather than on a radio show, you're still live when you call 855-400-7282. I want you to get on that show because lines are filling up. And it's 855 400 We get loads of calls in the second hour, which is very interesting. Apparently, many of you probably know I wait a lot to take your calls. But on Friday, it's going to be a little different. Um, the fact is, very many people are very upset about Seattle. The average working man, whether he be a mechanic or a carpenter, a homeowner, I don't know, whatever you are, we want law and order. We want stability. We don't want... We do not want anarchy in this country. We do not want the police defunded. We know the police have always been and will only, uh, always be the thin blue line between us and the wolves. And I told you on the show on Wednesday, when you take away the wolfhounds, the wolves will devour you, you morons, especially you lily white liberals in the suburbs. You'll be eaten alive. The only thing that protects you, lily white liberal moron psychopaths in the suburbs are the very police that you think you hate, you idiots, you you morons. I have such contempt for you. And it, it just pours out of me with such contempt you have no idea. I look around the neighborhood that I live in, I can't believe the stupidity of these people. These lily white fools, these retired old white dolts, these old drunks and drug addicts walking around pretending that they don't need the protection of the police. They couldn't fight off a louse. They couldn't fight off a flea. And yet they have the nerve to think that the police should be eliminated. So I ask you, the ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of the Savage Nation, what you would recommend be done to stop this uh, pathetic anarchy that is spreading from Seattle down the West Coast and soon throughout the body politic. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink.
1: The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. You know,
0: it's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to The Zebra.com, the zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site. Because it's the only place you can compare quotes side-by-side from over 100 different providers. And then you choose the best one for yourself in 90 seconds or less. But, you know, there's a plus. They will never sell your information to the spammers. So you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions on a simple, fast form. And they find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the zebra kayak for auto insurance. The best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to 670 dollars a year using the zebra.com. Now look, with states reopening and people back on the road, the zebra is committed to making sure you're covered at the lowest price possible. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Listen carefully. Go today and start saving at the zebra.com/savage. That's the zebra.com/savage that's thE zebra.com/savage. T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot slash savage.
1: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Savage Nation. Look, I ran late on the last segment. I'm going to have to jump off in a few seconds. What should Donald Trump do, if anything, to rein in the anarchists in Seattle? My opinion, ignore them. Let them stew in their own filth. Let them fight amongst themselves. Let the world see what morons and violent people they really are. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, It's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money, that you could then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or a new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low they are rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store. And wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to RockAuto.com.
1: All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. <laughs>
0: Very funny. So they cancel uh, the show Cops after about thirty-two seasons. Now they want to remove the name George Washington from America, um, Thomas Jefferson. We're not living in South Africa, by the way. We're living in the United States of America. And uh, it's a multicultural nation, not a monocultural nation. And if you don't stop these vermin in Antifa, in the communist front groups, especially the rats in the media, They will come for you. If you think they're going to stop with statues and autonomous districts, you're out of your mind. I've studied the communists for years, and I know how this works. And I know exactly what they will do, because I predicted it for, well, I don't know how many years. What's the difference how many years? Remember many years ago, 20 years ago, I was at some kind of party. I don't go to them. I went, a neighbor's party, in an all-white suburb. Another old retired guy, never knew what he did. I have no idea. Nobody. A drunk. A lush job. I never knew if he even worked, but he he was retired, lushed himself out day and night. And I said, do you have any idea by supporting the left what's going to happen? You're living alone in this house with four bedrooms. I think they had children who grew up. I don't even know anything about them. I said, don't you know what they're going to do? They're going to come in the suburbs and say, let's see, there's two adults here. You're two old white people. You have four bedrooms. It's really unfair of you to live like this. We're going to put two illegal immigrants in the other bedroom. Two of these in the next bedroom. Two of those in the next bedroom. They'll say, well, well, there's no bedroom for us. They'll say, yes, you'll sleep in the yard in a tent. And I said, why do I say a thing like that? Because I've read the Soviet history of the Soviet Union. I know what happened after the Bolsheviks took over Russia. Just read Read the Boris Pasternak's novel, Dr. Zhivago. Go watch the movie over the weekend. Show it to your children. So you may laugh at these dirty rats in the streets of Seattle. You may laugh at all of the stupid police chiefs. They Have, have you seen these police chiefs? These four foot nine women who can't fire a gun in all of these weak sanctuary cities? Uh, <clears throat> this is where it goes so at some point it's going to come to touch you i know most of you don't care you say ah you know i'll deal with it when it happens they're never going to touch me i i i don't think you're right trump says that it's pathetic and he won't let seattle be occupied by anarchists let's hear clip number four please
1: what i mean is very simple we're not going to let seattle be occupied by anarchists you think he was a weak person in minneapolis the woman i don't know has she ever done this before how can you see oh oh it's pathetic
0: all right so he said that maybe he thought about it with his advisors the smart ones who said don't go in don't let them bait you now um the residents of this uh, anarchistic zone in seattle are heard in the following short clip debating the rules of their new idealistic society let's listen to oh three please you know what you have taken the meaning away. I'm not, not
1: going to You, you cannot portray the image. You like the image because is that of you. What you like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to shut the I'm black community black. out. I'm black. Here. I'm black myself. No, but when you have a vote. She said I'm not black. black.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the thing about it is, the, uh-huh.
1: people, the bickering and this back and forth. what when people come to What kind of change do you get from bickering and back and forth? matter of fact, me at this technology.
0: All right, turn it on. I can't even understand half the gibberish. But what I do know is going on is that the black radical, violent black radicals in in that group, are fighting with the white communists now over who's who's in charge, who's in charge of this uh, this autonomous zone, and then if a black person stands up, and doesn't take the side of the most extremist blacks, they say he's not black at all, so he loses his uh, his ethnicity. If this is what you want in your town, do nothing about it. Now, what can you do about it? Well, you, you're not supposed to do anything about it yourself. You're supposed to talk about it with intelligence and understanding. You know that it's blacked out from the San Francisco newspapers. They they uh, uh, blacked it out. It's not there, not covered. How come this most violent takeover of a seven square block region of America is not being covered by any of the major newspapers? Not by uh, I, I don't even see who's covering it. Fox covers it for sure. They are covering it. I don't see it on, on Matt Drudge's site and, and I frankly I consider Matt Drudge great and I consider him a friend of mine. I don't know why it's not on his site. I emailed him. I said, Matt, you gotta cover this. So I, you gotta understand, I'm trying to be very honest with you. I'm doing everything I can. Of course these scum can be wiped off the streets. You don't even need a, a special forces squad to go in. You send in the Seattle tax squad and you take the gloves off, they could clean these rats out in about ten minutes. What do you think, the police aren't tough enough to do the job? Even in Seattle, you'd be wrong. But take a look at the filthy rat politicians they put in. A police chief who can't fire a gun, a mayor who's a communist, a governor who's a communist. What do you expect to happen? The interesting question here is, what is Bill Gates doing? Is he frightened up there in in his island community, living offshore there as he does? He'll probably send them the the missing items that they need, the, the, the lotions and the preparations to stay neat and clean in the tents there. But I think the best advice for President Trump is let them fail and let the world see who these people really are. There's nothing else that can be done. Nothing else. There's nothing that can be done. He'd like to step in. He'd like to attack. He'd like to clean up the Seattle vermin. But the smartest thing he could do is not take George Soros' bait. Right? It's that simple. 855-400-7282. Florida, Steve, line 9 you are on the Friday edition of the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hey, Dr. Savage. Uh, God bless you, and I wish you many years of good health. I, I, can, I can use it. The,
1: yeah, me too. I worked in the Navy in the Public Health Service. I'm a dentist and a hospital administrator. And we used to say in the prisons, uh, it's bad when the inmates start running the prison.
0: Um, I agree with you 100% that the president should stay out of that chaos right now. I think they are just going to start fighting and just destroy themselves, um, you know. And I was- you, you know, remember the movie years ago with the the boys who were shipwrecked on an island. J- Jim, what was the name of that movie? I mentioned to you before the show. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Flies. So, okay. you know, a- allegedly they all fight with each other. Then they commit cannibalism on that island. Right. The actual, you know, that the actual true story was the opposite. The English schoolboys who were stranded and shipwrecked actually got along with each other, and they they created survivals. Skills your survival skills and survival tactics to all of them survive some of them are alive to this day Of course the movie had to show them as eating each other alive uh, <clears throat> Lord of the Flies is what's going to happen here it's already happening The white liberals are fighting with the black activists now over power and money you heard that in a little soundbite And um, now they're begging for toiletries water cigarettes lighters How long can this go on until the people laughs at, laughs them off the streets how long would you think to try gonna, it? I, how long I was just let them stew in their own filth is my answer. Now, I love. I got to tell you this. Do I know Seattle personally? No. When I was a younger author, I would do the standard 10 city tour. I don't even know if people do that anymore in the age of uh, the, uh, the Internet. So I'm talking. My first published book was 1972 Earth Medicine, Earth Foods on American Indian Medicine. And I loved writing that book. I love researching it. I love writing it. So Macmillan Publishing published it. And I did what was known as a 10-city tour. And and this, one of the stops was Seattle. It was usually the last stop on the 10-city tour. And um, I love that city. I love the feeling of it. I love the Pike Street Market. And what can I say to you? How do the decent people of that state elect a piece of crap like that governor? How do they elect a loser, communist mayor like that? How does it even happen? Well, there are answers to that question. The universities are filled with polluted mines, and the polluted mines all vote, as you well know. And then you flood these cities with illegal aliens who have no right to vote, and suddenly you have a one-party rule, as you have in California. And you have total incompetence and you have dictatorship and outright thievery in in Washington, in Oregon and in California. Do you know that Jerry Brown's sister is now the governor of, of Oregon? Did you know that? Jerry Brown, who destroyed California, has a sister who became the governor of Oregon right now, who is now destroying Oregon. It's like they decimate everything they touch. Oregon was closed down for three months because of the fake covid epidemic. And they were about to open today, but there's been a spike in cases in, in, in Portland, especially. Do you know why there's a spike? Because of the vermin protesters running around during the protest, So it's spiked up. So she refuses to reopen the state today. And she's punishing the business owners now. She's punishing the healthy people. And she's punishing them all because of the vermin in the, in the gutters who rioted in Portland. You believe this? You better believe it. You had better believe it. So as you know, if you listen to the show... I grew up in New York City. I'm not proud of it, unproud of it. I just did. That's the way it is. Immigrant son, that's the way it was. I wish he was not an immigrant. I wish he was rich. But, you know, I'm really glad he was because he taught me a lot of values about hard work and such things as that. But I remember when I was about 11 years old, Alan Freed was a disc jockey, a rock and roll disc jockey. And he used to put on rock and roll shows. And one of them was up in the Apollo Theater in Harlem. So here I was, a little skinny white kid. I go up to Harlem by about five different subway trains to go to a rock and roll show, Alan Freed's rock and roll show in Harlem, which is a black community. And people, oh, you don't go up there. You're going to get hurt. Guess what? That theater was filled with black kids and white kids. And we were swinging in the aisles to the music. There was not one fist fight. There was not a stabbing. There was certainly not a shooting. There were no guns then in the hands of people. We loved the music together. So what happened between the 50s and the 60s That turned black against white, white against black, straight against gay, gay against straight, man against woman, woman against man. What happened?
1: What happened? I'll let you figure it out. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. So we're talking about the uh, issue
0: of the radical leftist scum taking over seven square blocks of a downtown Seattle area and entrapping residents who live in condominiums there. They're prisoners now, just uh, as the Taliban did this to people. You say, I'm not supposed to compare this to the Taliban? Why not? Tell me why I can't compare it to the Taliban. Tell me what is wrong about comparing these thugs to the thugs that did this in Middle Eastern countries. Tell me the difference. Tell me the difference. Let's see. Let's do a comparison. The thugs in the Middle East knocked over rare antiquities and destroyed statues that they didn't believe were appropriate for their religion so the religion of communism is now knocking over statues that they believe does not reflect their twisted sick uh, internationalist anti-american um values next will be george washington and what are you going to do then When it came for Robert E. Lee, you didn't raise your voice because you're not a Southerner, even though he was one of the greatest generals in American history. And let me remind you something else about Robert F. Robert E. Lee. You should know this. Do you know that Abraham Lincoln first offered the job of being the the general of the Union Army to Robert E. Lee? Did you know that? Because he was known as a great general. He was offered the job. Jim's a historical buff on the Civil War. Uh, He came to Robert E. Lee and he said, I'd like you to run, you know, be the chief of the uh, the general of the Union Army and lee said sir i certainly am honored by the the appointment but i'm more loyal to my state right now than i am to the to the offer and he then became the general of the southern army but these louts these vermin who couldn't polish his shoes think that you start with that and you end by knocking over George Washington, and then you take the country. It's exactly the communist playbook. Make no mistake about it, we are living through a communist revolution, as I have told you for years.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Have you become
0: a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? well chuck mcdowell founder of wesley financial group has helped over thirty-five thousand families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares and they may be able to help you too listen if your timeshare agreement goes on forever if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up you know you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation for over 10 years wesley financial group has been dedicated helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit that reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. To get your free timeshare exit information kit, simply go to icanceltimeshare.com. That's icanceltimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time, icanceltimeshare.com. Thank you very much
1: and now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. What a country I'm living in. It's actually an interesting ride I've been
0: on, and I uh, I don't know where this ends. I don't know whether eventually the communists are stopped and they get what's coming to them. Or the communists prevail and we lose America forever. And we go through 100 years of horrible, disastrous darkness. And we live through what people who have fled the Soviet Union live through, what the Iranian people living through under a theocracy, what the people in South American dictatorships have been living through and fleeing in South America to live here. We don't know how this ends. But we have almost a perfect storm. The country was economically crippled. By the disastrous mistakes that were made by the so-called public health community, they shall be put in prison for what they've done to the country. Instead of doing what I called for, which was selective quarantine of those who, amongst whom the disease was uh, prevalent, those were the aged in nursing homes. I said that in February. Uh, Certain communities were showing tremendous Tremendous uh, incidents of COVID, or from the beginning, or, or from the beginning. The homeless should have been uh, isolated and quarantined from the beginning. But not the whole community, not the whole state, not the whole country. But the rats in the public health business, you got to understand who they are. They're mainly failed doctors. Most people with MPHs are failed doctors. They wanted to go to medical school and couldn't get in. So they did the next best thing, and, and the worst of them went into the public health service to get that Captain Kangaroo outfit I, I don't, never understood that How they get to dress up like a, a naval officer When they Most of them would get seasick on a rowboat So you got these idiots They're low, low grade mentalities Low IQ people Locking the country down Three months of that uh, The economy's crippled Then along comes this uh, Horrible homicide against uh, This poor black guy And the day it happened It broke my heart It killed me As a human being and as a humanist, I was just sickened by it. The part that got to me was when he called out for his mother. I told you that on the show. I said that was the last straw for me. There's no, you know, I'm like the umpire of my own show. That's what I have to be, right? I call him as I see him. That's as simple as that. I watched the tape. This was an unequivocal murder in in plain sight. For, and I called for a first-degree homicide, and I did so the first day. I didn't need to read anyone's report, this report, that report. I didn't need to watch news to come to an opinion. I watched the tape. I saw this man. I don't care what he did. So he passed the $20 bill. You hear this? A counterfeit 20. I don't care what his past was. It didn't matter. So this rogue cop, this lunatic, this maniac, this this lunatic, has him shackled, hands are cuffed he's on his back and he puts in the on his neck and he starts to choke the life out of him in front of the world and the other schmucks are standing there they don't stop him so i start to say on the show this is outright first degree murder all right so what happened first it was third degree now it's a higher charge the other guys are also charged but that's not enough the Soros-backed black lives matter movement leaps into the fray sees an opening and starts to burn the cities down and loot them. And I guess social justice means stealing Brazzers and sneakers in the name of social justice. Whatever else you can get your hands on, just steal anything you can and call it a, a, a social justice. Okay. And what happens? The, the mayors in these liberal cities cave in. They cater to them. They let the mobs burn and loot almost at will. Hundreds of cops are injured by these rats. The cops are not allowed to fight back. If they even lift a finger to stop them, they're called uh, racist, fascist, this and that. Then you see what happens with that old communist bum in Portland. He rushes a uh, riot squad. You know he was a a provocateur. And he rushes them. The cop does. Listen to me. Did you see the tape of that one? of the old communist rushing the riot squad in Portland. They were all told to get the hell off the streets. This old communist not only rushes the riot squad as the riot squad's moving at a rapid pace to clean the streets, the old communist bum reaches for something on the cop's body. Now, you know and I know your first instinct, whether you're a cop or not, when someone reaches for you is to sweep the hand away. Is that correct or incorrect? A human reaction is to sweep the hand away. They didn't know if he had a knife. They didn't know if he had a gun. They didn't know if he had an explosive device, looked like a cell phone in their hand. We didn't know if he was reaching for a gun in the in the cop's belt. And so all the cop did was push the old commie away. And the communist does a Larry David backstep, a three backstep. Like a uh, 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 Larry David three step backwards. Ooh. And he falls over, smacks his head, and now he's a martyr. So what do they do? What does the cowardly vermin mayor of Portland do? Fires the two officers who pushed this bum away. In solidarity with these two guys, these two cops, as the entire tax squad, something like 47 other men, quit in solidarity. But that's not good enough. That's not good enough. So we have a revolution going on in the country right now, right? In plain sight, it's, if anyone can see it. Everybody that I know with the brain knows that this is a revolution. So let me back up. Let me go back to my Wednesday show. And I'm not supposed to get overly excited these days. I'm trying to be emotional and involved. My normal passionate self without getting, I, I can't afford to die here on this radio show. You know, I can't die for your sins of ignorance, meaning you don't care, I care. And maybe you count upon me a little too much. I'm only one man. But I got to tell you, so I do a podcast on Wednesday, which said it all truthfully. And what the title was is this. I'm looking at it right now. I'm clicking on my podcast library. The episode on June 10th was entitled Civil Rights Movement Hijacked by Revolutionary Communists. It's not been said better since then. And it says it all. It's just a one-liner. That's it. That's the title. The Civil Rights Movement has been hijacked by revolutionary communists. And that's what you're watching right now. And the day before, on Monday, I did a show called Eliminate Police Departments in All Liberal Cities, is what I said. Last week, on June 5th, my show was We Are Witnessing a Soft Military Coup Against the President. Now, I could talk about that for a minute. All the generals, uh, the five days in May that we watched go on in early June rather than in May, there's definitely a coup. Or was it seven days in May? I don't know the name of the show, but the movie. But it was about a military coup against a, a sitting president. That's what we're watching right now. The whole military has turned against President Trump, the leadership. And you could ask yourself, why? Is it because Trump is such a bad guy? Because, you know, they're all wrong when they say he has no authority to use uh, federal troops during an insurrection. They're 100 percent wrong. If they're that stupid, they never should have been a general. I don't care how many combat medals they may have won. They're stupid if they don't know that much about military history. I did a whole show on it. I showed you the six or seven times in American history going back. Not into the past, but to 1956, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who himself, a real war hero as opposed to these these marionettes, Dwight D. Eisenhower called out the military in order to quell uh, an insurrection. And it's been done six or seven times since. So, yes, President Trump absolutely has the right to call out the military. The question is, should he? And in the case of Seattle, the answer, in my opinion, is no. Let them stew in their own juices. Let them rot in their own stinking filth. And let the world see what... What 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 uh, liberalism actually is. I do not know of a single person who has a mind who is watching the news. That's if they can even get it. Like the San Francisco Chronicle doesn't does not even show them what's going on in Seattle. This shows you how rotten the media is. They all deserve to go out of business. The, the San Francisco has no newspaper anymore. It doesn't exist. The same. It's not in the L.A. Times. I didn't find it in the New York Times. You talk about outright propaganda. I want to ask you something, all you fair-minded schmuck liberals who still don't know what the hell you're doing and what you have forced and what a Frankenstein you have created through your so-called tolerance. What if a group of armed militia types had taken over or do take over a, a five-block square of a city in, in your, your state? A militia moves in and says, we want the illegal aliens gone. We want the crime eliminated. We want the homeless filth swept off the streets. We're moving in. This is an autonomous zone. We're ruling it. We're now the law. And the police cannot touch us. We don't want them here. What would happen? You'd be screaming for the military. As sure as I'm sitting here. Oh, get the military. Call out the military. That's what you'd be screaming like the little sheep you are. Get the military. We need a federal intervention. All you sheeple out there. But you mean when blacks do it and communists do it, that's not the same thing? You don't see this for what it is? So what should Trump do and what could Trump do With two different things. That's all. If I was having a hot dog summit with the president, whether it be at 35,000 feet or at sea level, and I don't eat hot dogs anymore, I didn't eat them then. I avoided tray for years. You know, I would slip before the heart attack. I was eating like a pig for two years. I know why it happened. Did I ever tell you why, why I had a heart attack in December despite all my years of health stuff? Should I do a diversion, Jim, for two seconds, two minutes? You know me already. I'm tired of the topic of Seattle. So something terrible happened to me December 5th, and I I haven't talked about it. I mentioned it. First, I didn't talk about it, then I mentioned it, because people are asking why you're only on three days a week. And I said, because I don't want to drop dead on the air. Any other questions? Now, so my poor father died very young of a heart attack, and my grandfather died of a heart attack at 47. And all my life, I've been scared of a heart attack. I've been fearing. I'm a cardio neurotic. And I always thought I would leave my children very young. I mean, I've been fearing this my whole life. So as a result, I went into the nutrition field. I earned my doctorate in in nutrition. I searched the world high and low for answers to this riddle all around the world. I studied ethnic groups and ethnic nutrition. And I started to practice a rather austere diet for many years. Many years, I was... I was like an Indian. I mean, with uh, running uh, up mountains and hills in my 30s, uh, I, I weighed 130 pounds. I had 130 overall blood cholesterol. And then one day, I don't know what year it was, 74, 75, who remember? I ever, Do you know that I even wrote for Runner's Magazine? If you look up Runner's Magazine, I was so into this. I was skinny, I was light, I was fit. And one day I'm running up a mountain in Marin County, Up, a, I run up a waterfall. Every day. Like a, a marathoner. And one day a voice goes off in my head screaming, stop, 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 stop. So what the fuck, crazy? What am I having a schizophrenic breakdown here? What do you mean stop? Who's yelling at me? It was me yelling at me. You know, it was a still small voice. So I never ran again. <laughs> to this day, I don't run. I will not run. I, I bicycle, but I don't run. So I stopped running. But I practice a very austere diet. Uh, and I don't want to go into every detail. I've written many books in the field of nutrition, health, homeopathy, herbal medicine, and I was doing very good on it. Then let's speed the clock up. 1994, I get into radio, and I realize how much energy is needed for this, for a radio show. It's a different world than anything I'd ever done. I mean, if you do this right, you're an opera singer. Okay, think of Pavarotti, or think of Caruso. They need a lot of coal down in that furnace in order to put out... They're arias, okay? So do I. Otherwise, you just sound like, hey, Mickey's
1: squeaky, Weeky.
0: You sound like squeaky, like, you know. You sound like squeaky in the radio. You sound like Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas. I guess it doesn't matter anymore. People like Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas as the new voice of radio. So uh, I need a lot of energy, so I started to eat. So I, I'm on KSFO in San Francisco, and the building was in the ABC building on Front Street. And there was a great greasy spoon Chinese restaurant nearby called uh, Hunan. Well, I, I started eating the garbage I hadn't eaten for 20 years. I, I needed it for the show. So the show was on at 3. I'd come in at like 1, 12.31. I would knock down a meal in there like a garbage. You can't believe the garbage I ate. The grease. You, you needed like Lysol to like get it off your fingers at the end. But I couldn't help it. They had a meat pie I was eating. I hadn't eaten meat for years. I started eating garbage and I used to joke to myself, you look, this is the price I have to pay to do a radio show. I need the energy. I'm not getting it for my, you know, my tofu and my uh, I love tofu. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, you know, all of the good stuff I've been living on all these years. I started eating real heavy duty American kind of trashy food. Then my visits to the Italian restaurants. I mean, I watched my food. I I was never a guy who would sit down and knock off a steak, a three pound steak ever again. I didn't do it. Uh I always had calamari instead of this. And okay, so I monitored my blood for twenty years of that ninety-four oh four fourteen. I had my blood monitored chronically. I was just watching it HDL, LDL, HDL, ECLS, MFTL. And then I discovered something, which was that my LPA, my lipoprotein A was extremely low. Which is, which is protective against heart attacks, and you can't change it with vitamins or diet. It's inherited. So I said, oh, my God. I've been worrying all these years for nothing, I thought. See the mistake I made? I inherited my mother's lipoprotein A level. And I'm protected against heart disease. Now, it is true, I had had ultra fast CT scans along the way, and they did show maybe 50% blockage, but that's nothing for an older person. I mean, in my 50s, I was already running at 50%, but most, most people's arteries are blocked. I don't care how svelte you look. I don't care who you are, no matter what you've been eating. I guarantee you that if your arteries were looked at, your arteries would be 40 to 50% occluded anyway. And if you go back to the Egyptian mummies, here are these, you know, the great leaders of Egypt, or great or ungreat they all had a coronary occlusion uh, when you look at the mummies. So it's inherent in the human condition for the arteries to harden over time. So I figured, look, I'm racing against the clock, but I'm doing well. I'm saturating myself with vitamin C, vitamin E, the B vitamin. I I don't want to go down the whole list. Believe me, it's a long list and uh, certain herbs I'm taking. And I'm, you know, bicycling every day reasonably and, no matter what you do, you're going to age. It doesn't matter who you are. Even if you're the greatest leftist hippie scum on the, on the planet who thinks you're cleaner than guard, you're going to drop dead one day. And I'll be back to tell you a little bit more right here on the Savage Nation. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So
1: optimize
0: and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
1: The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand.
0: It is the Savage Nation. Again, on Monday, President Trump is going to be on this program. Uh, I will not do to him what Harris Faulkner and the others have been doing to the president. And I have told I've told his inner staff and I'll tell you the audience that I believe he is being set up for fall by the people around him. Some of them, not all of them. The very same people who had him hire Bolton are putting him on shows he should never, ever be put on. And I see it happening all over again. Boy, does he need some. He needs someone on the inside he can trust, I'll tell you right now. Well, he'll be, he'll be here on Monday because I know he can trust me, and he knows he can trust me. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So the lowest of the low in Seattle have taken over a seven-square block uh, Capitol Hill autonomous zone. And they have automatic weapons, flak jackets. And the left thinks that's fabulous. Now they like guns. So they put out a list of things that they need now. Uh, And then Gatorade, cigarettes, uh, lighters. They're asking for like uh, clothes, ice, cigarettes, lanterns, flashlights, backpacks, body lotion, shoes. I guess they need the lotion for the massages they're giving each other in the the tents in the gutter. And the guns, they want guns. They want you to supply them with guns. I suppose now all the liberals will supply them with guns. And we, we were talking about <clears throat> what should the president do, if anything. Now, what he can do, and what he should do are two different things in my estimation. And I told you, he absolutely has the constitutional authority to send in the military. It's been done at least seven times since Strike the Eisenhower in 56. So he does have the authority to do so during an insurrection. If this isn't an insurrection, tell me what is. Of course, it's an insurrection. But so he has the authority to do it. But should he? The answer is no. He should not send in the military because that's exactly what George Soros, Biden, Hillary, and the Obamas would love Trump to do so they could paint them as a fascist dictator. The smartest thing Trump should do is ignore them. And already we're seeing them fighting with each other. It's Lord of the Flies on steroids. The white punk liberals are now screaming and yelling at the black activists for power and control. And if any of the blacks take the side of the white liberals as to what they should be doing, they're told they're not black enough. This is what's going on. Now, of course, you don't know this in San Francisco because there is no newspaper. And the ballless men in the media here, it's sickening. I had all these million dollar sound trucks running around the Bay Area covering like a manhole cover falls off. They don't cover anything real. And these agitators, these anarchists, are uh, clearly conducting themselves in an insurrection. And they want you to help them now with Gatorade and they want clothes and male clothes, big clothes, male, large male shirts, male shirts, large and ice, the good kind, cigarettes and lighters, lanterns. So in American history, this is very rare. Has this rarely ever occurred? The mayor is not there because the mayor is a communist. The governor of of, uh, Washington state is not there because he's a communist. The liars in the media are not there except for Fox News because the liars in the media are all complicit with the communist revolution. And so we the people are sitting here saying we want law and order. Everyone I know wants Trump to crack down. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized he should not take the bait. And I hope that by Monday he doesn't take the bait. He'll be on the show Monday, God willing. It'll happen unless some emergency comes up, and I could certainly understand it. And uh, if he's here, I'm going to say, please don't take the bait. Don't react to them. Let them stew in their own filth and let the world see who these people are in this sanctuary city and let the cancer spread to Portland. Let the cancer spread to San Francisco. Let them get what they deserve. Let every sanctuary city rot in their own liberalism. That's what I would say. I don't no. Don't go in. Let them do what they want. Let the world see who they are. Now, do you want me to talk more about these topics? Um, There's other topics that I really do feel obligated to mention to you, and I put them on michaelsavage.com, and uh, some of the topics are these. Bolton, Savage warned Trump to avoid him, said he was a snake, Mar-a-Lago, December 2016. Christianity Today calls for churches to pay reparations to black people. Repentance is not enough. You know what I say? You pay it. I've paid enough. I have paid enough reparations already. I'm not paying another dime. You want another dime for me? Go, Come and take it, Mr. Christianity, today. I've paid reparations through affirmative action and through taxes through my, my nose. Looting crew swiped nearly $10,000 in lottery tickets. Then the idiots tried to sell them somewhere. And, of course, they had been deactivated and they got caught. Real geniuses. They, they, you can see their picture on my site. Uh, rapper Raz Simone accused of being warlord in Seattle's police-free zone. You hear this? A rapper now is the warlord in Seattle's police-free zone, and you'll see the midget police chief. She's about four foot nine, can't fire a gun. She's sitting and laughing while the uh, anarchist tells her he's now running the district. Seattle mayor defends Chaz as patriotic while standing in front of George Washington flag. Another loser, moron, housewife. Oscars will add representation and inclusion standards for award eligibility. They don't you mean they don't already. What are you going to add. What do you mean they're going to add representation and inclusion standards for award eligibility? Are you joking? I thought that's what they've been doing now for 10 years. Now, here's one that you're not going to like, because it's a little on the other side. Trump administration won't say who got five hundred eleven billion dollars in taxpayer back coronavirus loans. That bothers me a lot, as does the right to kill wolves, wolf pups, bears and bear cubs in their den. I'm going to tell the president on Monday that he's losing a lot of suburban women who are not going to vote for him because of his lifting of uh, protection of animals. I'll tell you point blank. I, I feel strongly about it. I don't think it's smart politically and ethically. It's a disaster to do this to animals. Why do they have to do this? And so here's the problem for we the people. Let me lay it on the line again. On the one hand, you have an out of control anarchistic party, the Democrat Party, as corrupt as the Republicans Only to add to their corruption, they hate America. They hate our value system. They hate everything normal about the country. That's the Democrats. On the other side, you have a band of thieves ripping off the Treasury as fast as they can. Raping the Treasury as quickly as they can. Ripping us off. So we the people said, who the hell should I vote for here? We don't know what to do. The people don't know what to do. So then you wake up and you got a piece of Seattle taken over by the left. Say, well, at least if the Republicans were law and order... And stood for something. I'd vote for them. But they don't even seem to be for law and order. Have you seen the gobbler say anything about this? Mitch McConnell with the gullet neck. Has the gobbler come out and said one word? The, the head guy to the Senate? He's cashing in. What are you joking? Mr. Kentucky John there? With, with the gobbler? Him and the wife? Elaine Chao, the Treasury Secretary? You're telling me they're not raking it in over there in Kentucky? What are you joking? So he's saying nothing. That's all. So where do we do people go? I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for you But um, I know that if Trump sends in the troops, he's toast because they'll 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 destroy him in the media and around the world. He has to avoid Taking the bait. It's that simple Has to avoid it Now do you want me to continue my discussion of the health thing? I have about five minutes to do it I could do it in here. You got to say yes. You got to tell Jim. Yes how I had a heart attack, why I think I had a heart attack. Well, of course, time caught up with me, yes. Remember, I'm not 50 years old anymore. And remember, I started my career when most men had retired. This is my fourth career. Radio was my fourth career. I started 26 years ago when most men would have retired from their first, second, or third career. Do you understand that? So I get into radio in '94, and I told you about the running and the 130 pounds and the 130 cholesterol, blah blah blah. And then I started eating the garbage in the Chinese restaurant in order to get the fuel for my Pavarotti uh, career as a uh, talk show host. But by and large, I was still practicing my nutritional stuff. But as I learned in my in my PhD years at Berkeley, i never forget this as long as I live. I was at a seminar. I remember I was an older guy when I went back for the doctorate, and one of the professors in the Department of Human Nutrition. <laughs> said to me, Michael, remember, no matter what you do, as we get older, he said, you're going to gain one pound a year no matter what you do. I said, come on. It's not going to happen to me. It did. So no matter what you do, as you get older, you put on about a pound a year. So that's what happened. You start gaining weight. You start getting lazier. And no matter how you exercise, it's not enough. And no matter what you eat, your arteries are still occluding. Look at the the, uh, mummies. No matter what they did in ancient Egypt, they eventually died. I'm sorry to tell you, yes, eventually we all do. Even if you're a leftist who eats, I don't know, yak fluid. I don't know what you eat. Some of the latest thing, yak fluid from the embryo of a baby yak from the mountains of Peru. You're still going to drop dead one day. Okay, so anyway, time goes on. So then as I cut the story off earlier... I'm watching the cholesterol, and it's off the charts. It's all bad. But I would never take a cholesterol drug, never, because I didn't like what it did to my, my muscles. It hurt. I took them a few times. I hated them. So I took mega doses of vitamin C, vitamin E, all the B vitamins, you know, all sorts of other stuff. And my LPA was very low, lipoprotein A. I told you it's a scavenger lipid. And when I found out about three, four years ago that I had a low LPA, I thought I was immune to a heart attack. And I got arrogant. I got to tell you this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You You could put it in the category of pride cometh before a fall if you want. So come December of last year, after a very difficult year in my life because of fights I've been having to sustain my career, if you ever knew what I have been through, most men would have died from what I have been through to begin with. You have no idea how I have been undermined in my career. And I can't tell you about it right now. And maybe one day I will, maybe one day I won't. I have been undermined at every turn. And I have been fighting every day to stay on this show. This is what it is all about. And it catches up to you, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, so in addition to doing a show and balancing all of the news of the day in a rational and entertaining and way, I have to fight for my career. So you say, well, what do you care about? You have plenty of money. Yeah, well, I know, but I didn't take it from you. That's number one. Number one is I didn't take a dime from you. Every nickel I have, I earn myself. I'm an immigrant son. So it doesn't matter what I have. It's I earn what I have. That's number two. So the long and short of it is a bad year, tough year, very tough year. Uh, I'm eating lunch in some restaurant, which I never go to on a day off last December. I get what I thought was indigestion. I didn't even think it was a heart attack. I just thought I said, oh, what did I drink three Diet Cokes with ice for? You know, I had a normal line of tuna sandwich and some rotten, stinking, greasy French fries in some place that I never would go to. And I I had like I was craving soda and ice. And I figure, oh, damn it. I, It's the ice giving me this gastrointestinal upset, because as you well know, icy drinks can kill people. Incidentally, I've known over the years that just an icy drink on a hot day can kill you if you're young, even so. I write it off as indigestion. I say to my wife, you know what? Get me home. I don't feel good. I have a stomach ache. I, I had too much ice. So she drives me home and it gets worse. I said, could you please leave me alone? I just want to lay in bed. I just want to be in a dark room. I Leave me alone. I just, I'll be fine. It's just indigestion. She won't leave the room. She sits there out of an instinct. It was in the middle of her workday as well. And instead of going back to work, she sat in the chair and she said, we're going to the hospital. She said, this is not good. Now, I got to tell you the rest of the story. You have to hear this. It's important to see how bad the medical care is in this country, how hostile people are owing to racism against white people in emergency rooms today. You want to hear a little bit story about racism? I'll give it to you. So we go to the hospital. We can't get there. There's a traffic jam on the boulevard and there's no way to jump the curb. We're stuck in traffic. Oh, God damn. What the hell? We get to the hospital. I go in the ER room in my pajamas. I'm having a heart attack. I had called my cardiologist who said, we'll be waiting for you. And this intake person, who is not a white person, starts putting me through hell. Medical card, what's your name? I said, lady, I'm having a heart attack. My doctor's waiting for me. She starts causing trouble for me and won't let me in the ER room. Of course, the illegal aliens were walking in like they owned the place, you know, for a, for a sniffle. They got first-class care. Finally, I get in there, and they lay me down. They put the machines on me, and two gigantic security guards come in. They think that they're going to see like a, a giant troublemaker laying there in the bed. She reported me as a troublemaker, that piece of garbage. They should have thrown her out on her. So they come in and say, well, where's the guy who was causing trouble? And here's this me. I'm the guy causing trouble. I'm like laying there dying. They shook their heads and the left. Okay. The long and short of it is okay, big deal. It, it happens every day of the week. And so the stent and the, the stay in the hospital, go home, blah, blah, blah. So I've been on a very restricted diet and I'm taking medication, which I never would have taken before. And I hate, I hate the effects. But you know, I got to tell you something. For the first three months, I blamed myself and I hated myself for having had a heart attack. You got to understand I had self contempt that I failed which added to the stress of, of, the, of the event. I fail, you know, here I am, a nutritionist. How much do you really know? And I said, wait a minute, do you have any idea what you, think about what you're saying. You have reached a certain age in perfect health. You did not get sick for all these years because you protected yourself. You did everything right. Just genetics and time caught up with you. So a revelation came to me about two months ago that, no, I did not fail. I've been very successful in my teachings and preachings and following my own advice. But you've got to understand that the self-contempt was in there. Now, I don't want to bore you with any more of the details of just being another old guy talking about a heart attack, but it's so prevalent in the country, and it could be instructive and informative for you to understand the kind of things that go on in your mind there is such PTSD after a heart attack that is unknown. Un- 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 uh, people don't talk about it. The fear of dying, the fear of not getting up in the morning, the inability to sleep. I have not had one night's sleep in six straight months. I have not slept through one night since December 5th. I have not had one night's sleep in, in all these months because I won't take drugs to sleep. So I take an anti-cholesterol drug, blah, blah, blah. I hate the blood thinners. I can't wait to be off them. You know, you get the, blem- the, blue, the blues all over your body. I'm like a hemophiliac. If I walk into a door jam and my, my leg like blows up from it, no, you have to be on them for a year. So look, I know about which nutrients and foods are thin your blood. And I know exactly what I should have been doing prior to the event, which I had stopped doing. And I know exactly what I will be doing and what I am doing today that I had been doing for years, which I stopped doing. And maybe one day, if I'm lucky enough, I'll write a pamphlet for you. Or I'll do it for free. It doesn't matter about what to do right and what to do wrong with regard to coronary artery disease. Remember, Monday, President Trump is scheduled to be on this program. Be here or be nowhere. Bye bye.